0: Welcome to Tony Stake Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast episode 263. I'm Sean and joined with me we have off road March Madness Andy. Yep. Thanks for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend and check out our entertainment podcast right after this. Got a packed show Andy. Let's uh, start with the NBA. LeBron James just keeps shooting goals and buckets and <laughs> baskets. And
1: I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, but, you know, he plays for he plays for an irrelevant team. So uh, he is not in the news today. Well, uh, uh, he for is me. for me. And um, okay. <laughs> I
0: look at it, and we, we probably already have covered this, but I need to just hammer it home again because it makes me mad when people are like, he's going to pass Kareem. He just passed uh the mailman, it's like, God damn it. These don't matter anymore. And we should see this as like, you know, when hair and makeup wins an Oscar, like no one gives a shit. Like we're not in the industry, so it doesn't matter to us. We just care about the best picture. Who wins the playoffs? You know, who who's the world championship team? I could care less that LeBron James is going to have the most points of all time because it's a different game. It doesn't matter anymore. And I hate that they even talk about it. We shouldn't talk about it. It should just be like, here's a flyer going around the mail or their uh, like locker rooms and shit.
1: Uh, I think it. I think it still matters. It's it's a big record, but uh, what does it mean? I don't know. LeBron's better than anyone on that list, so I'm fine with it. it. He's he's not better than Jordan, but Jordan didn't play that many years, so Jordan isn't in. I don't even know he's in the top five. uh, But like, LeBron is better than Karl Malone. I'm sorry. The mailman delivered. Andy, I'm not worried. (laughs) He never delivered a championship. Yeah, and he was a weird guy. Um country, yeah, yeah. pretty cool. But I'm just saying it makes me mad. Yeah, I, don't know. I, mean, I, I don't like LeBron. Yeah, and you're you're trying to celebrate something in a miserable season. It's exactly. awkward. Um uh, but I mean, I think if if LeBron's the all-time leading scorer, it's like, yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense to me. He started at age 18 and he's still going 20 years later. It's like, oh yeah, I I'm fine with it. So not for me. I mean, it's it, it's inevitable at this point. Like, just a
0: couple more seasons. I think he only needs, like, 60 more games or something at, like, the minimum.
1: Yeah, I thought it was, like, two more seasons. I don't know. Yeah. It's I know disturbing.
0: I don't like it. I'm very upset.
1: <laughs> it's just Kareem. He yeah, but,
0: care. I mean, that was, like, a cool thing. Like, he'll still only have be the only guy to ever score 100 points in a game.
1: Well, that was not Kareem. That was Will Same Chamberlain. Thing. So, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> like that'll never be passed. Like Kobe was close. Has anyone passed Kobe yeah. in that? Uh, so no. I like that.
1: There's been some close ones. There's been a lot of high scoring lately. Yeah, but LeBron will about.
0: never get that one.
1: Uh, maybe, maybe he'll no, try. It.
0: He's too old to do that. Last game of the year. <laughs> <Let's> go <laughs> yeah. for it. Pull a Hammy for sure.
1: All right, let's get into what you had. Uh, so following up on something I talked about last week, I think I had mentioned Donnie Nelson. So Don Nelson's son, who was, he was the GM for the Mavericks for, for a long time. And I was like, is he still with the team? I think he's gone. I think he was fired. Uh, he's definitely no longer with the team and he is, uh, suing the Mavericks. He is, uh, alleging that, uh, he was fired because he wouldn't help cover up a sexual assault, Case that happened in with the team, not with any players, but as far as like people that worked for the team, uh, and he said he was offered like fifty million dollars to uh, just like go Serpico. away. So it's not; it wasn't even him. Yeah, it wasn't even him uh, with the Bunch allegations. Like they said he, yeah. Uh, so that's a that's a little follow up on there. So yeah, Donnie Nelson definitely not with the Mavericks. Not doesn't sound like a good breakup. And um, Mavericks have had all kinds of problems with their like management of their team related to this stuff. I know they had to fire some executive cause he was harassing women or something. So I don't know. Not a good look for Mark Cuban, but I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever see anything more from the story, but I just thought it was funny that uh, it came up like three days after I brought up that name. I was like, Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. That, that confirms it. Pretty interesting. Um, Got the inside scoop yeah. here from Andy first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, then another thing here, I, I, Just mentioned before, uh, a lot of a lot of high scoring games. Carl Anthony Towns had 60 points in a game. It's a lot of no jumping. Seems like it shouldn't it shouldn't shouldn't happen. But uh, at least he's a a good scorer. Uh, This next one's a little more surprising. Uh, Sadiq Bay of the Detroit Pistons put up 50 the other night. So uh, he's I wouldn't even say he's one of their four best players, but a lot of their guys were not playing that game and uh, he just had all the opportunities and. I went for 50, which is, uh, half of a hundred. So not quite, he didn't quite Quite get a ways to uh, go there. (laughs) Yeah. But still a crazy thing to see that Uh, it happens from time to time. Some random player scores 50. Um, did not expect that. I think he's a second year player. Um, and I think he averages around like 18 or something. So he's not like a nobody. Uh, but it still was like, wait, what this shouldn't happen. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of other high scoring games lately from like Kyrie at 50 a couple weeks ago. It seems like the NBA's uh, players are, almost are dominating 50 from
0: the it. bench even at a home game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the last thing I have here with the NBA, because we've got a lot of other stuff to talk about. Uh, the Pelicans have passed the Lakers and are now in ninth place. Um, so that's a good thing for them. But a bad thing, uh it's looking like Zion will not make it back in any form,
0: yeah, is he out for like so, all of next season too?
1: <laughs> they might as well just with, you know, just get it over with uh, I, don't know. I don't know they said he was he was gonna start being with the team. I don't know what that means, but yeah, it sounds like he's not gonna he's not gonna recover in time for a little cameo here at the end of the season.
0: But. I'd love to see him in a peloton commercial.
1: Yeah, he was in something or an elliptical recently, I for Nordic track. Yeah.
0: It's very soft yeah. on the joints, so get him on one of those.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's just I just saw a thing of a uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. He he dropped 20 pounds in the last month, I think, coming into the season because he's he's a, a round individual, so it's possible. There's hope. 20 pounds
0: would be, you know be wonderful for him.
1: Yeah, make a put lot put him of difference closer to
0: 300 mark. Yeah, I just said it many times I worry he's not going to be twenty forever because he's not already or anymore.
1: Well, uh, I'm ready to head over to baseball where there a lot a lot happened this this week. That, uh, you know, the with the new deal, free agency has resumed. A lot of unsigned players still needed new teams, and uh, we got a lot of a lot of big moves. So. Uh, I'm going to start with some of the with the top guys here. So uh, Carlos Correa, probably the top free agent on the market uh, for the entire free agency period. Uh it took a while for him to sign. So he didn't sign right away, right when the, the deal came through. Uh, he didn't sign until, I think, uh, late Friday night. Not a great deal for him, like, like not a long-term deal. He's getting three years, $105 million. So uh, it's a ton of money. It's the highest, I think per year for any shortstop, but also it's only three years where these other guys are getting six-year deals, eight-year deals, that kind of stuff. Um, so he settled for a smaller deal because it looked like no one was willing to give him that long-term deal. So he's going to the Twins, uh, and I think uh, he's paying a price for his cheating. So Carlos Correa is part of the uh, the core of the Astros that were involved in the um, different cheating schemes yeah i mean he's um basically home base of cheating yeah yeah so he uh i think he paid a price here that a team didn't want to go to their fan base and say like look we're we're giving this guy eight years 300 million or something like that but so he had to settle for something shorter um with the twins let me ask you this andy
0: you're good with numbers so three years 100 million dollars how much do you Mm -hmm. think in his pocket be, you know after biden takes his cut and his state takes their cut and his agents and management and all of them take their money how much of that goes actually into his bank account
1: uh it's a good point yeah i don't know maybe twenty thousand dollars fifty percent yeah it's not, it's not twenty thousand dollars these guys are not poorer than me oh. um no i'd say they, they get fifty percent and some of them some of them have better deals with their agents some some people negotiate on i their think own. taxes alone are going to take fifty percent. No, it's not come on, much. Andy. Yeah, he might not live in California, but it's not. They're gonna wet their beak. It's you paid seven percent social security taxes on your first hundred k, and that's it. So he's making a lot more than hundred k. Like, look, I know the show. Income taxes max out at like thirty, thirty percent, and that's they, that's what they max out on. So that's not what you're paying total rate. And then yeah, state tax is not going to be more than five percent in Minnesota. I don't think so. All right, so fifty million. Not bad. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and then the next uh, biggest deal here, so much much more local to us. Uh, Freddie Freeman finally made his decision. Uh, we knew he wasn't going back to Atlanta when they traded for. You thought he was going to A's. Canada or
0: something, and, right, Andy?
1: Yeah, there was there were some rumors. Oh, the Blue Jays really wanted him. Uh, and Vlad Guerrero, who I just mentioned, he, he was dropping weight to try to play third base. Uh, but that all didn't matter. That was all nothing. Uh, he did sign oh. with the Dodgers six years, 162 Are you going to go say hi to him? So uh, uh, drive all the way to L.A.? I don't know. Uh, I believe he already has a home in the area. So uh, I don't think I can just drive over there, though. I also don't know where it oh, is. Oh, come but. on, Andy. Um, Yeah, this is, this is a big move. The Dodgers, I don't think we're really interested in making a big move other than this. I think the hometown aspect played a big part both ways. Uh, for, like I said, the Dodgers didn't—they didn't even like attempt to retain Corey Seager on a big deal, and they let some other guys go, like Max Scherzer. So this is kind of their their big free agency move, and I think if they didn't go with this, they would have we wouldn't have seen them make any big one. But uh, there's there's risk involved here. You know, Freddy's in his 30s. But it's baseball. This this deal takes him to... Well, baseball players are, aren't are very good past age like 34 now. Uh, it's There is a big risk. So uh, this deal will take him through to like age 38. Maybe those last three years he won't be very good. But uh, he's a professional hitter. He, he's good at every little part of hitting. So hopefully we don't see a big decline. Uh, but he's getting that money either way that's <laughs> the nice thing about these contracts uh, it doesn't have to worry about that it's the uh the Dodgers have to worry about that part um, yeah it's good for him it's the second big contract he's gotten he got one he got a big extension from the Braves earlier and now he got another big deal which uh, is it's rare you don't get to you don't see a big deal like this for someone uh already past their 30s typically so
0: well, pretty
1: exciting yeah big. Let's hope it works out for both both sides here. Uh, another big deal, Chris Bryant going to the Rockies. Seven years, $182 million. This was a little strange because just last offseason, the Rockies traded their franchise player, Nolan Arenado, a, a great third baseman, uh, because they gave him a big deal and they said we couldn't afford it anymore. Uh, and now they're paying Chris Bryant more money, I believe. Definitely more uh, guaranteed money here at the end that it's seven years from now, uh, but things change. I think the Rockies were embarrassed by how they performed last year, and maybe the ownership realized we got to spend money. But that's it's, it's really a shame that they didn't keep the franchise player that they've had. They had, you know, grown up with the team, uh, and I don't know if Bryant is as good or is better. It's it's really hard to tell. Chris Bryant played pretty well for the Giants at the end of last year. He was traded from the Cubs to the Giants in the middle of the season. Uh, Bryant had MVP-like seasons for the Cubs when he first came up, but it just wasn't the same the last few years. And maybe the Rockies are thinking he's back on an upward trajectory. He's going to be MVP-type player for him now. I don't know. It's a, it's a ton of money to give out to uh, a guy when you're you're claiming you're a poor franchise. But um and the next thing here is also involved in the Rockies. Uh Trevor Story, uh, who was with the Rockies is gone. He's going to the Red Sox. This is a, a player that they decided they couldn't afford after uh giving Chris Bryant that money. So he's going to the Red Sox 6 years 140 million. And uh <clears throat> part of the story here is he's he's a shortstop but he's going to end up playing second base even though he's probably better than the Red Sox shortstop just cuz uh these guys get really possessive of their positions and like, "Well, I'm a, I'm the shortstop right You can't." I'm not going to move. Like you have to find a position. So uh, a lot of teams were scared off him being a second baseman, so we'll see how that works out, but good player for the Red Sox. They're still always trying to compete. They were were in the playoffs last year. Uh next two signings were both Philadelphia, Nick Castellanos and Kyle Schwarber, so uh, they're definitely adding to that lineup. They were I think around 500 last year and They want to get back. They haven't been in the playoffs for a while, it seems. Haven't had very good teams since those uh, World Series runs about 10 over 10 years ago. So uh, they're spending some money here to try to get back in it. But uh, that's two good hitters, but also guys I could see slumping and not having a good season. Schwarber was like kind of dumped a couple years ago, and now he's getting 20 million a year. Seems like a big turnaround for him, but. Uh, I think the Phillies are hoping that both of these work out. Uh, the next thing I have here is Carlos Rodon, a White Sox pitcher going to the Giants, two years, 44 million. Uh, this guy can't stay healthy. He's really, really good when he plays, but can't stay healthy, and that's why he's getting this really short-term deal from the Giants. You know, if they get something out of him, he could be really great, but there's a good chance he just will never, will never be the same. And he's still pretty young, so... Uh, it'd be sad if that's it. Like you already saw the best of him, but uh, I think he's also taking this two-year deal, hoping that he shows something and he'll get a bigger deal after this one's done. But uh, it's pretty nice to get 22 million a year when uh, you don't really know what you're going to get out of someone. So it's a good I'm deal no for kidding. him. Um, the next thing I have here is Seiya Suzuki, the top Japanese player uh, this year. He's going to the Cubs. Five His years, Suzuki? Million. It is Suzuki. Of the car company? So, Suzuki? You know, or the most famous Japanese baseball player is also named Suzuki. Ichiro Suzuki. Uh, which is probably a popular name back there. So, uh, I don't know what this guy... He's not uh, Otani. He's not going to pitch. I don't know if he's similar to Ichiro or if he's more of a power hitter. Uh, we'll have to see. I don't have a, a scouting report of this guy. But uh, this seems to be what people thought he would get. He's a pretty good player. That's a good amount of money. Uh, I think he's 27 already, so he's already a mature player, not having to send him to the minors and figure out what you got here. So I uh, hope he'll start right away, I'm sure. Uh, and then I got uh, Anthony Rizzo staying with the Yankees, two-year, $32 million. Uh, Not a big deal, but Cubs fans were upset that they didn't bring him back. They traded him in uh, last summer, fan favorite, but nope, he's staying with the Yankees. And the last uh, baseball move I got here is Kenley Jansen going to the Braves one year, $16 million. Uh, it's just notable to me. Play, he's played uh, 13 seasons with the Dodgers, and now he's moving on. It's sad to see, but I think they weren't willing to give him $16 million, even though it's only one year. I don't think they want to do that. And uh, Can't fault Jansen for going out and getting uh, as much as you can. Uh, but we're hoping he'll he'll be back. It's a one year deal. I mean he'll be free agent next year. Uh maybe find his way back to the Dodgers. He uh last few seasons haven't been as good as his whole career, but he uh, was much better last year than he was the previous two seasons. So uh, there's still something left with him. Um uh, sad to see him go. One of the longest or second longest tenure Dodger Ben Kershaw. It's like he's been there. Uh, not my whole life, but my entire adult life, basically. He's been the Dodgers closer, so um,
0: now he's gone. It's bittersweet for you, Andy.
1: hmm Yeah. So uh, that's what I got for baseball. i ready to talk uh, NFL. I think, yeah, which had a lot of crazy moves as well. Uh, I got to start with Deshaun Watson. Finally found a new team. He was traded to the Browns. Uh, three first-round picks and some other picks immediately given $230 million guaranteed contract, which is just ridiculous because in the NFL, you usually don't see a lot of guarantees in the deals. Uh, so this is just straight up, I think, five years, $230 million. Uh So pretty insane, close to $50 million a year. Uh, pretty good for a guy who um, had 22 women accuse him of sexual assault. Whoa. Uh, the reason this trade happened is, I think, last week uh, the DA there said they aren't going to go forward with a criminal case, uh, but there's definitely still going to be a civil Seems case. Like you know,
0: twenty-one uh, of those come out and it's like, yeah, probably not true, but twenty-two of them, Andy, you got to draw the line yeah. somewhere.
1: So the NFL is still looking into this, and there's a good chance he's going to get suspended. He Structured his deal so that his uh, base salary for this next year is only about half a million. So if he's suspended without pay, he only loses about Did a half. Did he million do that dollars. on purpose? Um, yeah, <laughs> which kind of tells you it's like they must know that there's a good chance he's not going to be able to play, uh, either all or some of this next year. Um, and yeah, and it's the 22 number is is really ridiculous. I mean, the, the Browns came up and said, you know, we did our own, we did our research. Uh, and it's like, so we're all 22 of them fake. Um, yeah, again, if you don't know the the details of the story, um, just a high level over, over, overview. They are um, masseuses that he would. What? <laughs> 22 of them? He would hire masseuses. Yeah, we'd hire them to his home and then basically like, proposition them or touch them and
0: they got to start uh, doing like yelp reviews yeah. for the customer for and like just red list this guy yeah
1: like, oh, don't go or demand a lot so well you could see how it got out of hand in that i think uh, maybe a couple uh, people no pun come forward there. yeah okay uh and then just more and more women came out and be like yeah this happened to me too this happened to me too and it's just like damn and you know he hasn't played now in 2 years i think it's been um, it's been getting the, a lot of at the end of the year. He, yeah, and it's just it's kind of it's kind of been an ugly situation because it's like you knew a lot of these teams were just waiting for him to get cleared criminally and it's like, "Well, then we'll go and uh, grab this guy." And I I'm, I'm I'm thankful that like I don't have to deal with that as a fan cuz I don't, I don't know what you do. Um because I'm already dealing with that as a fan of the Dodgers and Trevor Bauer. <laughs> A similar situation of like, well, what do you do? Like this this person's on your team. You don't maybe want to root for them, but you still like your team. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. And it, and it has led to a lot of uh, fallout here with the whole drama with Deshaun Watson and where he's going to go. Uh, I think multiple coaches have been fired and <laughs> – quarterbacks have been let go uh big rumor always was he's going to go to Miami um Miami's coach was fired and now he's the one that's suing the NFL It's like was that all related to Deshaun Watson uh the Browns have a quarterback and uh if you watch commercials you know who he is Baker Mayfield uh number one pick a few years back didn't have a good season this year but they they did have him and it seemed like he was still going to be their quarterback of the future so uh, once the rumors came out that that the Browns were interested, Mayfield basically said, "I don't want to play here anymore." Uh, but he's also now found now that now that the trade happened, he's definitely not going to return to the Browns. And I think he's found out, and now the Browns have found out that he has no value anywhere in the league. They're trying to move him. No team really wants him. He's got a lot of money left to pay. Uh, and then what do you do? What if he? What if he's good? You got to pay him a lot of money. What if he sucks? you paid him a lot of money for nothing. So that's kind of that's a mess. Right. Um and then uh the, another team that was really looking to to bring in Deshaun Watson was the Atlanta Falcons who uh they still have Matt Ryan on their team or at least they still had Matt Ryan on their team when they were uh saying that yeah, we want to get Deshaun Watson. Uh so basically Matt Ryan was like well, I don't want to play for this team. They were trying to they were trying to move on from me. So uh he Demanded a trade and he is now uh, going to the Colts who just last week traded their starting quarterback to Washington. So everyone is going around in circles here. So Matt Ryan, a longtime Atlanta Falcon, been with them since 2008, uh, is going to the Colts and probably wrap up his career there. Um, Yeah, I think that's good for him because <laughs> the situation in at Atlanta isn't isn't great. Their number one wide receiver basically sat out the entire year last year for mental health issues, you know, like a Ben Simmons-style thing, and no one really knew. Uh, and then it came out just a couple weeks ago that the NFL was investigating him, and they found that he was gambling on NFL games while he was inactive, oh so not while he was playing. Uh, but you still can't do that. He was still a player in the league, and he is uh, suspended indefinitely. I think at least a minimum of one year, but who knows? Uh, and this guy's had a lot of issues, so uh wasn't a, wasn't a great team there in Atlanta. And uh, Matt Ryan's going to a better team, I think. The Colts have good talent on offense, so that could work out, or Matt Ryan could just be too old, and we'll never hear from him again, but we'll see. Time will tell. Yeah. Then there's another huge trade. Uh, the best wide receiver in the NFL, Devontae Adams of the of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers recommitted to the team, and I think we all expected, all right, well, that means Devontae Adams will stay as well. Uh, but no, he is going to the Raiders. He is actually going in a trade. So uh, the Packers franchise tagged him, which means they got to keep him for one extra year. Uh, but now they've decided to uh, trade him to the Raiders and get back uh, the Raiders' first and second round pick. So a nice little prize, I guess, for a guy who didn't want to play for you anymore. Um, that'll hurt them to not have Adams next year, but it's better than to lose them completely, which would happen after the next year. Um, but yeah, huge for the Raiders that uh, Adams wanted to come there because he played college. He played in college at Fresno state with Derek Carr, the Raiders quarterback. And I guess they're still great friends and people had predicted this move already because Devonte Adams bought a house in Vegas last dead year giveaway. So, it's like he he wanted to, you know, go back and play with his buddy there. Um, so the Raiders, they had the whole John Gruden mess last year, but still made the playoff somehow. Uh, now they added the best wide receiver in the NFL. They also signed Chandler Jones from the Cardinals, really good pass rusher, but uh, some people think he's not the same player he was a few years ago. He's not a complete player, uh, more of just a pass rushing specialist, but uh, still Probably good. It's it's better to have him than not have him. So, uh, the Raiders made some big moves. So every team in the AFC West is making moves here, and it's going to be just a crazy division. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm also look, not looking forward to uh, the pain that it will, it will cause Poor me. Guy. Uh, yeah, uh, and one of those moves here, interesting story. Uh, Randy Gregory, uh, linebacker with the Cowboys, he was all set to resign with them. Seemed like it was a done deal. Uh, then he pulls out, and now he's going to the Broncos. Uh, Bron- the Cowboys are very embarrassed by this. They've already lost some people this offseason. Uh, pretty bad. It, and it's not, it doesn't, people aren't criticizing Randy Gregory for this. It sounds like the Cowboys tried to uh, change the contract the last minute with like a small detail, and it pissed him off. And he's like, well, I'm going. So uh, they look pretty stupid here. Um, I don't know if they can afford to lose him. They had a surprisingly good defense, and he was a, a big part of that, but now he's gone. Now he's with the Broncos, who made all these moves already. Uh, another big move we got here is the Rams um, cycling in and out wide receivers. They brought in Allen Robinson from the Bears, who uh, is probably a bigger name than he is producer at this point. Not a, not a great run there in Chicago, uh, but very athletic and made some crazy catches with the Jaguars back in the day. Uh, but he's still probably pretty pretty good. And um, because they brought him in, that means uh, they're a little crowded there at the wide receiver. So they uh, then traded Robert Woods to Tennessee. So uh, they said they love Robert Woods. You know, he's an LA guy, went to USC. They wanted to do right by him, so they. Uh, didn't want to say, like, well, you're fourth on the depth chart now. Uh, so they found a team that he can go to that he would um, like to play for and produce in. So uh, he's heading to Tennessee. So uh, it was cool they brought him in when the Rams came back to L.A. and they got this USC great receiver. And, you know, <laughs> they won a Super Bowl, just not with him. He was he was hurt uh, during the run last year, but had a lot of good years for them. So. Now it's over. Uh, then there was another big wide receiver move, which made not a whole lot of sense. Uh, Christian Kirk of the Cardinals signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars for four years, $72 million, which I believe made him the second highest paid receiver in the league at that time, I think before. Devontae Adams signed a, a, an extension after that trade. Um, Christian Kirk's never had a 1,000-yard season. His, his career high was like 950 last year. And that's what the extra game. He's good. He's a worthwhile player, but he is uh, not even close to like a top 10 wide receiver. And it's kind of crazy that the Jaguars are so overpaid, uh, but they must be desperate. They, they need to have decent receivers. They're above average receivers, whatever you want to describe Kirk as. Uh, but good for him. <laughs> they found him and his agents, they found the team to go to that would pay him a lot of money. So uh, that was a huge shock. I was surprised. But they're the. Yeah, you should be. Some teams are just desperate and they're not doing their homework. I don't know. But that's what I got for the NFL. There's more moves and there's all kinds of, you know, I'm not going to cover everything. Like this lineman, yeah. this guard signed somewhere. It's just, hey, it's just too hard to keep the, track of. But the meat and potatoes, Andy. Yeah. Try to get back to it maybe uh, when the season starts uh, 19 months. You know, we now. do have a pretty big uh, thing going on called March Madness. Should we uh, get into that? Yeah. Uh, it it was relatively mad, I think. Uh wasn't the most mad I've ever seen, but there was bits of mm. madness. I think the most madness we got was Kentucky losing into the, f- the first round to a school so- called St. Peter's. And uh, no one really knew who they were, where they came from. I think everyone looked it up. What is this school? We've heard of St. Mary's and St. John's and there's all kinds of saint schools, but... St. Peters, what what are they? Uh, they're in uh, they're in New Jersey, right across from New York City, right there. Just a small small school, uh, and they pulled off that big upset, upsetting the number two seed Kentucky, um, who some people think was the most talented team in the field. Uh, they weren't a one seed, but they were a two, and maybe the number one two. Uh pretty big, and it looks pretty bad for John Calipari, who's. Uh, had a long career here of not succeeding in the tournament. Uh, he has won before with Kentucky, but they have had a lot of disappointing ends to their season. Um, this is, this is up there. Um, you don't see too many 15 seeds pull off the upset, but I think we've got four in the last decade. So
0: it'd be pretty impressive. Cinderella story,
1: more. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. And then they, uh, they also won yeah. their second round matchup too. It's always cool when that happens. So, uh, they'll be in the Sweet 16. I think they're playing Purdue On Friday. Um, yeah, so uh, that's that's got to be the biggest story. That's that's really the only I'd say legitimate Cinderella. There's some other double double digit seeds that have uh, won, but uh, they're bigger programs. So um, now I'm gonna turn to the local teams. UCLA really struggled in round one, and I uh, was furious. I turned the game off with about seven minutes left after uh, they took a lead. And they were really struggling to, and they finally got got this one lead, uh, and then immediately allowed a nine zero run. And I was like, "Well, fuck this! I don't want to watch it." Uh, they did come back and win, I think, by two, uh, and then they were pretty great in round two. So they're back in the Sweet Sixteen. They beat St. Mary's by double digits, uh, but they did lose Jaime Jaquez at the end of the game. Wow. It's kind of their their best player, energy guy, uh, rolled his ankle. Hopefully he'll be back. I, I haven't looked up anything, but I would he's think young. so because it's just a, it's yeah. an ankle. Yeah, but I mean, one of the things they said is he, he's been rolling this ankle over and over this year. It's one of those things where it just gets weaker. Uh, you really need time off to Put really a heavy get the deal. But it. Uh, yeah, yeah, and maybe if this happened before halftime, he would have came out, uh, came back in the game, but it was with five minutes left, so uh, he did not return, and they didn't need him at the end, but. I think they need them if they want to go further. Um, they're actually going to take on North Carolina, who uh, they beat Baylor. So an eight seed, taking on a number 1 seed, defending champions. Crazy game. North Carolina's, uh one of their best players, got ejected. Uh, but they were winning by 25 points. So, you know, that's fine. You're not going to argue about the ejection. You're up by 25. Uh, they blew the entire 25-point lead. Game went to overtime, yet... North Carolina still won. So uh, that's got to hurt for Baylor. You <laughs> put all the effort into make the comeback, but uh, they did win last year. They got that to fall back on. Uh, so we got this uh, big matchup of historical teams, North Carolina and UCLA, and that's a break for UCLA. They're playing an eight seed rather than a one seed here, but uh, it's an eight seed that could beat I them. So. Uh, but there is a, a pretty good path here for UCLA. Uh, to return to the Final Four because yeah, that one seed got knocked out um, this past Saturday, but uh, the two seed in their bracket was Kentucky, who lost as well. So uh, they got an open bracket. I would say they got if they uh, advance here, uh, they'll take on the winner of Purdue or St. Peter's. So uh, wouldn't that be fun if they got to play St. Peter's good. in the regional final? But um, I think Purdue will. You don't know that, Andy. Handle them. I don't know that, but. I think it'll end. It usually ends for these teams uh, here. Yeah, um, Sweet Sixteen. You know, you get one more week and you come down from it.
0: If every one of those kids I just go to the they're... gym, you know, working, and it yeah. could
1: happen. Well, they gotta get back to, cl- get back no, to class. No, they're not there for school. <laughs> At St. Peter's, they are.
0: Not this week. Yeah.
1: Uh, Our other local teams didn't do as well. Uh, Kelsey Fortson did not pull off the upset. Uh, Not no surprise
0: there. I tuned (laughs) in for a minute on that. I was like, yep, yeah. Good night, Kevin. (laughs) Shut it down.
1: Yeah, they didn't didn't get absolutely destroyed, but it wasn't like they were going to make a run or anything. 17 points Um, in college.
0: Might as well be 50 points in the NBA.
1: But it was like uh, they did put up 60-something on Duke, so it's kind of cool, but... um, Duke's not that great on defense. Uh, then USC lost to Miami, which uh, seems seems bad. They lost to a, a lower seed, but Miami did beat Auburn in the second round. It looked really good, so I don't know what to think. I think it's still disappointing that USC didn't even get out of the first round, but um, it's not like they were a two seed. They were a seven losing to a ten, which happens all the time, but still disappointing. Um, and then, Like I said, Auburn lost in round two as a two seed. Uh, Tennessee lost also in round two as a three seed. And we already talked about Kentucky losing bad tournament for the SEC. Uh, They had what seemed like a really good year for the conference and they're down to one team left. And that's Arkansas. So uh, a lot of their top teams have lost early. And all they got left is Arkansas, who uh, has to play Gonzaga. So, but maybe Gonzaga is beatable. They had a really tough game in round two. They almost lost to Memphis. Uh, but Drew Timmy, the future star in the Ukrainian league, um, when that resumes, I assume. Let's be positive. Uh, I think he scored 25 in the second half to lead him from behind. So we get to see that guy in his mustache for another week. Pretty good. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, but, yeah, it was looking bad for Gonzaga. It's like, oh, they're going to take so much shit if they lose this to Memphis. That coach is just going to be criticized so much, but uh, they're still here. So they, they have the highest odds of winning the tournament for, for most people, that they were the best team going in, and a lot of the other good competitors have kind of taken themselves out. So um, one of the other one seeds also had a really big struggle this week, and that was Arizona. Uh, They barely survived. They had to go to overtime. Some controversial calls at the end, but they pulled it out, and they're moving on, and they are going to have to play Houston this week. Um, Whoa. So Houston made the Final Four last year, uh, so they have a lot of experience. Very veteran team. Arizona is still probably better, but
0: we will see. It's all very exciting and very mad.
1: Yeah, and Sweet Sixteen is always a, a really fun round. It's um, week nights, and so we get that. We still get that uh, multiple games at once going on kind of thing, but also the matchups are much better. Uh, there is one double digit versus double digit matchup. So that's Iowa State and Miami, wow. uh, eleven and ten. So yeah, the Big Ten didn't have a good weekend either. Uh, Wisconsin lost early. Iowa lost early. Illinois lost early. So uh, they're down to Purdue and Michigan in there. Um, with their conference, Michigan an 11 seed Going to the Sweet 16 is kind of an upset But um, Yeah, it's a good Good tournament so far Not the craziest But a lot of good teams left and Some good matchups And uh, I'm happy UCLA's in it I would be very disappointing if they didn't make another run here uh, They returned every player From last year's team Which is like unreal That shouldn't happen in college uh, Especially for a Final Four team Um, You usually have, you know, a star young guy who leaves or you have a really great veteran. Uh, They return to everyone, though. So a lot of experience.
0: Yeah, I'm exciting. All right. Anything else to add?
1: Uh, No, that was quite a lot.
0: All right. Well, uh, that will be... uh have changed when we record next week with the final or with the not the final four but march madness but until then you've been listening to episode 263 of the tony stick podcast i'm sean and joined with me we have off road andy yes i'll see you later